Building a home will likely be one of the largest projects you ever take on. It can be emotionally and physically draining, but it can also be really fun. Believe me, I know this all from firsthand experience. In this episode, I'm sharing eight crucial tips for your first time home build to help make this entire process easier for you. You're listening to the Before You Build podcast. If you're dreaming of building a custom home or you're ready to start planning right now, this show is your one-stop shop for actionable home building tips that will help you design a home that makes your family and your wallet happy for years to come. I'm Carrie, a Midwestern mom who designed my own custom home from the ground up, inside and out. I cracked the code on how to bring my dream home to life while sticking very close to budget. And now I'm here to teach you everything I learned along the way so that you too end up with a cozy, beautiful home that is perfect for your family. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome back to the Before You Build podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Barker, aka Caroline on Design. And today in episode 29, I'm sharing eight tips that will help you as you go through the home build process. I'm not going to lie, building a home can be an emotional roller coaster. But I don't want this to scare you because just like pregnancy and childbirth, building a home is all worth it in the end. And you'll eventually block the process from memory. I promise. Okay, let's dive into the eight crucial tips for your first or next home build. Tip one is to have as many finishes picked out as possible before you break ground. Choosing finishes very early in the process will keep your home build running on time and smoothly. You'll find that some finishes are on back order or have a long shipping time, especially in the last few years since COVID began. Other finishes might not even be available anymore. So choosing your finishes early in the process allows you time to go back to the drawing board and make a different selection if needed. And real quick, when I'm talking about finishes, I'm talking about the design materials for your home, your exterior materials, your flooring, your countertops, all of those things that make up the design of your home. When you choose and order your finishes or fixtures early, there's a much better likelihood that the products will be in your builder's possession as soon as the subcontractors are ready to install. And believe me, you want things ready to go when your subs are ready to work on your home. Otherwise, you might have to wait while they move on to another project that does have materials in hand. Tip two is to be prepared to go over budget, but it doesn't have to be a lot. I'm sure you've heard friends and family and probably complete strangers say, you're going to go over budget. Everybody does, blah, blah, blah. Raise your hand if you've heard that one. I know I have. However, it's not always true. My husband and I actually were able to stay extremely close to budget when we built our home because we were very clear with ourselves and our builder about the caliber of finishes we wanted before he priced our custom home. And that's one of the keys to staying close to budget when building. You need to be very clear about the level of finishes and upgrades that you want. If you're 100% honest and upfront with your builder and yourself about exactly what you want before they price your home, then you won't go over budget very much. The people who say, I was 50% over budget or however much over budget, likely had many change orders and quote, upgraded their home while they were building because they weren't clear about the caliber of home they wanted in the first place before they even started building. 
Now, I do have a free training. If you want to know how I was able to build my house very close to budget, you can register for my free on-demand training that walks you through this. It's called Three Simple Keys to Build Your Dream Home Within Budget Without Sacrificing Your Must-Haves. And I will add a link in the show notes, or you can go to carolineondesign.com backslash free dash training. Okay, tip number three is if your budget is tight, let your top priority be your guide. If you have a tight budget, focus your budget on aspects of your future home that are most important to you. For example, if you're interested in fancy custom details in your home, such as crown molding, high-end appliances, custom cabinets, whatever it might be, focus your budget on your finishes rather than your square footage. On the other hand, if you have a large family and you need more square footage, Focus your budget on the size of your home rather than the level of your finishes. In other words, get your square footage that you need, but opt for stock cabinets, inexpensive flooring, low-end appliances, whatever it might be to keep you within budget. Do keep in mind that you can always upgrade finishes and fixtures in the future, but it's much harder and much more costly to add square footage after you build your home. Tip four is to double check all your invoices, even if your builder is carrying the loan. Let me say that again, double check all invoices. Many times the builder carries the construction loan. So homeowners don't always take an active role in reviewing invoices and making payments. And if this describes your situation, make sure to include yourself in this process. My husband and I carried our own construction loan, so we signed off on all invoice payments. My husband diligently checked all invoices before signing off on draws, and he found very few errors, but there were some minor errors that may have been overlooked by our builder if we had only relied on him. So do take an active role in that. Tip five is to make sure to include room in your budget for window treatments. It can be insanely expensive to do even basic window coverings when you're talking about covering an entire house of windows. People typically budget for new furniture and home decor post-move-in, but it's also very important to add window coverings into your budget as well. And to kind of piggyback off of that, this is just an extra little tip, add room in your budget for some landscaping too. That's always something you can add later, but it's good to have at least a little bit of landscaping once you move in. Okay, tip number six is to be on site during installations. I learned this one the hard way. My electrician hung my kitchen table pendant where he thought it should go, but unfortunately, that's not where I thought it should go. He did not center the pendant above where our future table would be placed. He did reluctantly move the pendant placement for me, but my ceiling still has a scar from this change. Almost 10 years later, I can still see where the ceiling was patched and repainted. So just keep in mind that electricians and other subs will make decisions for you if you aren't on site. And trust me, you do not want them making the decisions for you. So if possible, be on site for all installations so you can answer questions and point out exactly where you want things to go. Now, if you're building in a different location than where you currently live and you can't be on site, I recommend that you're very clear with your builder ahead of the installation. Let them know exactly what you're thinking for placement, and then your builder can pass that information along to the sub. 
Another option is to FaceTime the electrician or the tile installer, whatever sub, during the installation. Tip seven is you can hire a designer to help with decision making. There are so many decisions to make when building a home. There will be decisions that you didn't even know existed. For me, this was choosing my grout color and my doorbell. Although nowadays, everyone just gets a ring doorbell. So that would have been easy now, but it wasn't back in 2013. If making all these decisions sounds really overwhelming to you and your builder doesn't have an on-site designer to help with selections, you have the option to hire an interior designer to help with all this decision-making. And this can significantly decrease the stress and overwhelm that comes with building a home. You could work with an e-designer, which is basically a designer in another location, and you do everything virtually. But it's optimal to work with a local designer who can be on-site at your house and who has an understanding of your local building code. Okay, the final tip, tip eight, is don't stew over imperfections during your home build. This one's hard. If you're a perfectionist and detail-oriented like I am, you're probably going to stress over all the imperfections that you see in your home while you're building. I vividly remember calling my builder when I first saw my daughter's bathroom tile grout after it was laid. I freaked out because the grout was so dark and noticeable that I thought it was all anyone was going to see. But he assured me it would be okay, and it was once we moved in. Same thing with the little gash that we have in our wood flooring. It just stared at me as we finished building our home. It drove me crazy. But as soon as we got furniture in the house, I didn't even notice it anymore. Actually, I think it's still there. I don't notice it. I forgot about all of these imperfections and they were no longer obvious to me as soon as we moved furniture into the home and started actually living in the home. And the same will happen to you too. I will say though, if something isn't just an imperfection, if it's a huge problem or something that you just don't think you'll ever get over, then go ahead and make a change. I did this with my fireplace surround. I didn't like the way the tile was installed. I hated it. So I actually had them tear it out and start over because I knew that was not something I would ever get over. So keep that in mind. Okay, there you have it. My eight crucial tips for your first time home build. Let's go over these real quick one more time. Tip one is to have as many finishes picked out as possible before you break ground. Tip two, be prepared to go over budget, but it doesn't have to be a lot. Tip three, if your budget is tight, let your top priority be your guide. Tip four, double check all invoices, even if you don't carry the loan. Tip five, make sure to include room in your budget for window treatments. And that little side tip, include room for landscaping as well. Tip six, be on site during installations. Tip seven, You can hire a designer to help with decision-making. And tip eight, don't stew over imperfections during your home build. I hope you find these tips useful to you as you embark on your own home building journey. And if you're dreaming of building a home and you really have no clue where to start, download my free custom home build prep guide and learn the five steps to build your dream home with less stress, more confidence, and a strategic plan to stay on budget. I'll add a link in the show notes, but you can also find it at carolineondesign.com backslash home dash build dash guide. All right, friend, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. 
And while you're there, it would be awesome if you could take a minute to rate and review the Before You Build podcast. By doing this, you are personally helping me reach even more people who are ready to build the home of their dreams. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll see you next week. Same place, same time. Bye.